Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. And today I have Ashley Hickey from Enzebra. Thanks for coming to the Blackout today. Thanks for having me. Okay, so what's Enzebra? Enzebra is a business operating system that uh, allows businesses to take all the software that they currently have, throw it out the door, and (laughs) run their entire business in one application. What does it do? It literally replaces everything from your accounting. If you're a retailer, for example, it takes your accounting, your bookkeeping, procurement, any staff training, any point of sale system, uh, any type of inventory or production management or your e-commerce, and it runs all of that across every computer in an organization. Or if you're at a retail point of sale, it runs your registers. If you have a website, it runs that. Mm -hmm. If you sell directly to businesses, uh, it would facilitate that as well. So your suppliers, or any of your training or anything like that, it would handle all that. Like traditionally, that would be like a, people would be looking at, like say, uh, enterprise, like an Oracle type thing, and that requires way too much money. It's completely inaccessible by small businesses. Mm-hmm. So. Isn't it like I mean, if this thing and Zebra does all these things in one, is there like a huge training involved? Well, actually there isn't, that's the beauty of it. Because most software, we we go like, if you probably look at your own computer, and when I built uh, in Zebra, I built it for me because I was running, I had a development agency first, and I had seven different applications to run my business. And I had to learn how to use each one. They were all different. Mm. So every single time I brought in a new staff member or a new client, I had to get them used to my tools. Mm. So. There is the training is actually built into the system so that when oh. you bring on a new user or a new client, you're learning one tool. And because if depending on what you what your role is within the organization, mm. the system will tell you, okay, well, this is the training you need to take. Mm. Because we all know during the pandemic, everyone used like Zoom or Slack or all those different things. Mm-hmm. But there was no there was no tutorial or how to get started. There was none of that. But we did that every step of the way uh, mm. for absolutely everything. Wow. <clears throat> and what was the process of building it? Uh, well, it started actually, in Zebra's first client was me. I, <laughs> I built it. Uh, I, was, I started a development agency after being laid off from my job during the mm. pandemic. And I was running seven different applications and I was juggling the screens and all the infernal passwords that came with that. <laughs> And I just got frustrated one day because none of these systems talked to each other because mm. I was just, they were just going between screens and I was spending so much time doing data entry that I should have been spending with my customers. Mm-hmm. So I built in Zebra to help me manage my workload and working with my clients, do the work they need me to do and handle my billing and deal with my whole business. So that's actually where it came from. Mm-hmm. And then a lady contacted me from a development agency that she was struggling on having, uh, she couldn't get any reporting out of some of these businesses that she was wow. working with. And she said, well, do you want to do a pilot? And I said, sure, well, why not? Mm-hmm. So we work with some businesses in our local business park because 
they were experiencing the exact same things that I was. They couldn't get any meaningful data out of the systems they had mm. because they'd have one system for billing, one system for like sales reports, or they would have like <clears throat> these paper form invoices, just, just so much paper. And mm. it was taking forever to do anything. So mm. we brought them into our system. So it kind of became a gradual build with each of the different clients oh. that we met. And now that we're, we did that when we competed in the contest, we're going to do our first market test in January. Mm-hmm. What contest? Uh, so I won Spark. I was a, a winner of Spark Nova Scotia. So we run forty thousand dollars in non-dilutive funding uh, through. Uh, it was uh, it's uh, through Acoa. I think was the, one of the main sponsors and Nova Corp, and there were a bunch more. Uh, but we pitched. Uh, we did a pitch competition. Uh, it was. The first time I've ever done anything like that. <laughs> it, was, it was terrifying. <laughs> ten minutes, ten slides to like tell your whole life story, mm-hmm. and you don't get into computer programming because you're particularly that great on your feet. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, like I guess, how do you prepare for your pitching? Well, I had a lot of help. I'll say that I had a lot of lovely people. I worked with Seed Nova Scotia, and they helped me get through some of the original concepts. But it was really funny because we had the pitch coach, and you know, he's he was he was lovely. <laughs> when I did my dry run, he was like, "No one's going to understand this at all. Like, you're going to everyone's going to be so confused." And I was like, "You're so right," because it's so hard to take. And that's the thing that I've been really trying to learn about with technology is that. It's so hard to explain it in a way people will understand because mm. people who are living and breathing tech. So what I did to prepare was actually uh, I went to my mom's, <laughs> <laughs> and my mom told everyone in my family that I wrote use uh, that I wrote instruction manuals for ten years because mm. that's the only part of my job she could understand. She had no idea I did like road code or anything like that. She just that's the only so that's she made me sound like the most boring person on earth. So I figured <laughs> if she could understand my pitch, the judges mm. would definitely. Get it. So I bored my mom to death for a solid eight hours. <laughs> did she finally get it? She did finally get it. And no one in my family no longer believes I write instruction manuals for a living. And how, like growing up, is that like how did you get into tech? Well, actually, um, a family member. That's a really good story because I I have an immune condition and I get uh, blood products every twenty eight days. I was pretty sick as a kid. You get what? Uh, blood. Uh, it's a blood product because uh, oh, I'm immune okay. compromised. So I missed a lot of days at a school when I was a kid, and I kind of fell behind a little bit in school sometimes. And a family member brought me a computer because he said the computers, uh, he was my grandfather, and he said the computers will always be able to do more than I will be, than I can able to do. So I could use technology. And this is, we're talking back in like 98. So this computer now, if you dropped it on your foot, it'd kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Seriously. so you had like um, it was a, it was an old basic it, and... It, no, 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 this was original Windows. We're, we're talking, oh. we're going way back. Uh, I think we're Windows 3.1 here. Oh. It, was, it was original Dell. And uh, ironically, not that actual laptop saved my life when I got hit by a truck as a pedestrian. I'm actually no. not joking. True story. But he gave me that computer and he said, the, through technology... You, because, you know, sometimes you can't run and jump as high or fast as other people can, because if you're a little differently able than others, Mm. then you can use, if you get into technology, you can make the computers do things you can't do. And Mm. it was kind of that, that approach that literally I've applied to everything in my life, right straight through now to Enzebra, with making the computers do more for people. And so that's why I got into tech. It's the most, tech is the most accessible industry out there. Right. I've never actually thought of it that way, but you That's know. That's how he thought of it. He was he was seventy two, and he thought 
you know, he, he had cancer and he was, he, you know, he knew he didn't have a lot of time left, but Mm -hmm. he knew that technology was going to be the future and that for people, if you look at, like, I work with some development teams out of India and Vietnam Mm -hmm. and they have, you know, they have mobile phones that they can use where they can't afford a computer or there's no, you know, cell lines, but they can access technology and information Mm -hmm. because, it's it's cheaper. You can get these phones anywhere, mm-hmm. and it's just allowed anyone anywhere to. And look, we're seeing it now with remote working that people in smaller communities are able to. If you can just get a computer as cheap as you can, I mean, you can get a computer for next to nothing now. Mm-hmm. You can you can learn about anything on the internet. The world is it's truly worldwide. You can learn about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, versus when I grew up, I, I mean, there were party lines when I grew up. And I'm not sure if. You know what a party line is? Was it? <laughs> okay. A party line is when, before they had like regular, okay, so when there were regular phone lines. Right, right. They didn't have enough, like you had a number, but they didn't have enough connections to have each house have like the same, like an independent. So if your neighbor's house rang, you had a slightly different ringtone than your neighbor, <laughs> but your phone rang every time their phone rang. Oh. So your, how you distinguish the call was for you was that your it rang slightly differently oh if my it called for you. So, so have, are you saying like you, if you if it rang and you picked up, you could hear your yeah. call? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's what I like when I was growing up, and uh, they only it, they got rid of it when I was pretty young. But that's yeah, that's how it was back like in the old days. That's how it used to be. Mm. But um, so I didn't grow up. I grew up before the internet. Mm. I grew up actually uh, when the internet was coming out, and so that's uh, I had dial-up internet when oh, I was in my teens. Yeah, oh yeah, you get the old sit sounds. <laughs> oh yeah, the, and so that's I, I grew up through that whole phase of you know I had a Palm Trio and uh, I never did own a BlackBerry. Cause I don't really know why. Why not? Because they're awful. Ah uh, no! Oh, you love your Blackberries? I mean, you know what? So <laughs> I, I was in South Africa when BlackBerry was the thing, but the thing about BlackBerry was here's the thing: in South Africa, you kind of have to buy data. Yeah. But if you had BlackBerry, BlackBerry had this. Bla- BIS. Blackberry. Oh yeah, that was really secure. That's so, the messenger was really great. I just got mad when they got rid of the keys. I I really love the keyboard. Right. Like, why can't they bring that back? Right. <laughs> I miss that too. So yeah, I'm like I'm still kind of I'm like I remember when you knew that BlackBerry was done. It's yeah. like oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, when they were done, I, I, the only thing I missed was the keyboard. I liked the keyboard. That was the only useful feature of BlackBerry was the keyboard and the messaging system. Mm. That was fantastic, and that was the stronghold, and it was so secure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, so like, you've always been into computers pretty much pretty since much then. Pretty my whole life. I pretty much, yeah. I've and, always... like, you just went to school to study it or yeah, I did. Just... I went to I, I went to, uh, actually I did community college online and I did my uh, training that way uh, I've always done distance learning I graduated high school at uh, 16 and uh, I was in a bit of a hurry to get on with my life mm. and uh, yeah I I traveled a lot I've worked uh, I work for I, I always really mostly always worked on digital transformation so taking businesses that did not have technology and bringing them kind of into the new age. So I work with Newfoundland Television. When I went there, like the they had only just got email. The company owner would get their emails printed off and sent to Florida. And we're talking 2011 here. <laughs> this is No. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, 
So I did that, and then I was someone. I, I did that for a few years, and I came back here, and I worked for a wonderful company out of the UK. Uh, they're not for profit, and they do medical terminology. And so I did that uh, remotely. So I worked remotely actually for eight years. Um, so when COVID locked things out, it wasn't actually. That was actually. I, it was funny because that was my norm. I had mm. I was in the Slack beta. I I Zoom Slacked and did all that for the past nine years. Mm. Uh, and they it was funny because it was one of the only organizations that worked like that prior to the pandemic. And they they didn't have a headquarters. Like they had uh, over fifty employees, and mm. they write all the medical terminology for Canada and over thirty other countries. When was medical terminology like? What uh, so words that, like, mean you, or what? If you go to your doctor and they put in, like, if you, you know, and they put, like, information into, like, an electronic health record. So if your doctor's looking up your lab reports or mm -hmm. something at your doctor's office, mm -hmm. and the information that comes up with those numbers, things are. So if you get, if you have diabetes or something, that diabetes is a disease of the endocrine system. So that kind of, so they call it a taxonomy. You can think of it like a tree. Mm. So that tree is written by this organization and so i work with them and so they but they all their employees are virtual employees mm. and they live and work all over the world and they are able to collaborate and do all of that uh for our medical uh terminology uh remotely and so mm. i took that same philosophy into my own company mm. so mm. and and zimbra and zimbra what was the reason behind our name What's the reason behind it? Oh, in zebra. Oh, that's actually a cool. Um, so, and zebra means English zebra. And the more fun meaning is actually the colors so of why I chose black and white. Mm. If you ever look up something called Benham's disc theory, and I really should have brought one. That would have been really cool. Uh, if you take a circular disc, and the reason for the zebra, a zebra is a term for a rare disease, or because all zebra spots are unique, as unique as the businesses whom I work with. Mm. But if you take a circular disc, and you arrange black and white on stripes, and you spin it, it forms a rainbow into the eye. Oh. It's called Benham's disc theory. Uh, yeah, if you spin a black and white, uh, I'll send you a link to it. But yeah, it's a circular thing and it's uh, just lines and it looks like a zebra line. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you just spin the disc and it'll form a rainbow. When you look okay. At it. Yeah, so that's why I chose black and white. And it's it's basically the absolute, it's all colors. Mm, it takes a, you know, it's like black and white, but oh, okay, cool, 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 black cool. Black and white, when you, when you spin black and white, you get all the colors. Mm. So it's actually everyone. Huh. And um, like, the pro so, you know, you said you had this issue. I'm working with all these different systems. I want them all to talk to each other. What was the process for actually building your system? A lot of pain and suffering. <laughs> 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 and drawing on walls right. and going to, a, uh, there were a lot of businesses that were really kind to me that let me sit in their businesses for six months mm. and learn about, you know, I mean, my background was medical. Our business partner is industrial engineer. So really, it was just about spending time. So what my passion is, is about bringing, it goes way back to my childhood, about um, accessibility. I'm a big believer. I, my number one passion is about accessibility and inclusion. And I believe there are portions of the population that are just massively excluded from technology. Mm -hmm. And it's the business population that I'm looking to serve. Mm -hmm. So I went into six businesses that hate technology fundamentally. <laughs> they do not want to see a person coming about tech. And I wanted to know why. I wanted to know what it was about technology that they didn't want to use systems or right. they were struggling. 
And so I was able to figure that out. They were hard to use. They, no one trained them. That people, mm. it was constant change and people would, it was just too complicated and mm -hmm. it was just not intuitive, wasn't custom to them. Uh, and so that's really what the process was like. It was just going and not talking. It was listening. It was listening to what what they did, what went wrong, what what their pain points were, mm -hmm. uh, and how how their business. Because we have we have software that's made for businesses for like two hundred plus staff, and for like when you're managing resources and production lines. But in Canada, actually, there are only like ten thousand businesses that have over a hundred staff. Mm. There aren't many systems designed for that act for the the bulk, which is like over a hundred thousand businesses that are in the other category. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to know how they operate and how these these small manufacturers and retailers function. Yeah. You know, what were the because they all have the, you know, the their own family way of working. But mm. what I learned was actually was all really rather similar. Mm. Um, all of these businesses that are now on Zebra, they're all the same. There's just oh. the wording is different. So if you're um, if you're in agriculture, it's a harvest. If you are manufacturing cabinets, it's a production. Right. But it's fundamentally the same, same thing. thing. Uh, so they actually had a shared pain, which uh, so we were so that's that's where it came from. It was six months of listening mm. uh, and going back to I actually in the process <clears throat> of it. I went back to my office. I painted the whole wall a dry erase board because I was if I killed another tree, <laughs> the paper wasn't big enough. <laughs> so I put a dry erase board on my whole back wall yeah. so that I could start just drawing these things. And I must have erased it like a hundred times to, until I got it right, until it just made sense of how to make these businesses because Technology, like everything in society right now, just moves so fast and we focus on one problem. But I wanted to think end to end, how do we solve the whole problem? And mm. that's that's why it took six months of drawing on boards. It's because I wanted, I didn't want to just solve one little problem. I wanted to look at all of the problems and mm -hmm. so that's what we did. Hmm. So, um, you know, I'm a business. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I love that I can get one thing that does all these things. I reach out to you. I want to come on. What happens from that point on? Uh, what happens, uh, usually we will meet with them uh, virtually or in person, depending on where they are. And we'll talk. We'll ask about their business, and we'll just ask them, you know, what what they use now, what their pain points are. Mm. Uh, and once they say, you know, hey, let's do this, uh, everything is self-paced. So the great thing about it is most... Uh, one of the pain points we discovered through our, a lot of our discovery was that businesses are so strapped for resourcing that mm -hmm. they can't afford the downtime to just shift all their systems. Mm -hmm. So we developed a self-paced training that will guide people how to get started with each of our systems for each of our departments. So people will go, they'll start with like, onboarding their staff. And so all their staff don't have to go in one big room. They can train well, they can train one department at a time. So when they log in, they'll see, okay, this is how I get my business started. This is how I add my employees. Mm -hmm. And then when those employees log in, they have a training path of their own based mm -hmm. on what they need to do. Mm -hmm. So we'll set up the environment space for the business, usually within 24 hours, and then they, they can get started. And then we any support they have, they, they'll call us or uh, contact us. But everything is fully self-paced and guided through e-learning that's customized to them. Okay, so... I'm sitting here and listening to you and you're painting this beautiful picture of technology and how you can solve lives, issues and, you know, being accessible. But on the other hand, we have all these massive companies that 
it's like it dumps a fire throughout. Why do you think is the case? Like, well, it's exactly why I exist. It's because it is a dumpster fire, uh, and it's because all these companies. There, you know, the one thing that one of my businesses said to me is that you pick up the phone. You, you know what? I put up this ad on Facebook, and they charged. So it was a glitch on Facebook, and it charged. It ran. It was a, it was for a charity. I, I volunteered for Rotary, and it ran for. It was supposed to run for a day, and I said I'll set it up for you, no problem. But the system glitched, and for some reason, it set up a separate one that ran for ten, like ten days at unlimited budget, charged me six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I spent three days trying to get anyone to set a refund. Still never got a refund. Mm. That's the problem. All these companies are so big. They do not, they don't ever, ever hear their user. They don't, they put out a system, a one size fits all. We developed, so our system is designed for uh, people that are differently able. For the start, why it's a dumpster fire, they're talking about one type of user. And it's a bunch of nerds that get into a room that are super good with technology. And don't, to be clear, that's where I started too until someone told me, I don't understand a word you say. Mm. And they were right. And I really needed to take it down a notch and make it sound like the business owner. Mm. And until, uh, actually, one of my clients actually shot a Nerf gun at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually dead serious. He has this Nerf gun and he like shot at me. And I was like, okay, look, I'll tone it down. Uh, but that's the problem is that they, these tech people, everyone hates tech people because they're rude. And they go and they talk down to people like they don't understand that they're stupid and they're impatient and they don't want to hear them listen. Mm. And so we tried to change that by making it human and nice. <laughs> that's We're nice. Mm. Um, so that's, I think, the problem is that too fast. They don't want to listen. It's all about the money. And yes, of course, I like money too. But mm-hmm. you know what? It's at the end of the day, you're not going to have any customers if you don't keep them and that's why it is a dumpster fire because there's if you go on facebook and if your facebook's all listening all your ads are probably going to change and recommend you like 10 different crms between here and tomorrow now. i was you know it's true i was <laughs> i was with my friend and we're talking about he mentioned a video game and like i i don't really play video games but like um i remember this very well because it was talking about this video game it was a radio show so my radio show i had my friend come to talk about video games and then he he just mentioned this video game and then you know we play music and then i'm like going to my phone to like you know while music is playing and the game he was talking about was on the thing yeah I like, you know, like I've never researched games before. It freaks me out. It, it, it freaks me out too. No, with technology, I think one of the biggest issues is that we, people don't think about the users. So like if we look at the average age of a, of a computer user, we have young people who are like you and I that are, are, we're good with technology. We've grown up with phones. We've used it. But these business owners that are, you know, 40 plus, they don't have the same level of computer ability that we do. Mm. They don't, they, and especially when you get into some of the older generations that are staying in roles longer, Mm -hmm. they don't, they don't, it's not second nature to them and they get frustrated with these systems. Mm. And because the language means something to us, it doesn't mean something to them. It's not a natural language. Mm. The text, why is text so small on everything? So we made different levels of accessibility so that if you have trouble, if you have trouble with your eyesight, that it's bigger. If you need 
bigger boxes to click on because your hands aren't so great. Something as simple as if, for example, if you're in one of our production modes, uh, we made all of the boxes bigger because people wear gloves. So if they have to touch a screen, they need a bigger clearance than trying to click a little tiny button on a screen. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of the bigger companies don't realize because they didn't go to none of the development teams in any of these companies. I mean, maybe they did, but I doubt it. Mm -hmm. Go into a small manufacturer in freezing cold and sit on a production floor and listen for a while and see what goes on and see how people are using it mm. and then design for that. Wow. Yeah, Facebook doesn't do that. All they do is just, uh, we messed up. Okay, we're going to change our name now. Well, it's like Facebook or like if you look at any of this, like they, so companies will design a thing for like, if you look at any of the, if you've ever used CRM or it's customer relationship management, people will use that to uh, gather information about their company. So they'll, they'll have a tool for that. And then they'll have a tool for project management. And then they'll have a tool for accounting. And then they'll have a tool for HR. And then they'll have a tool for payroll. And then they'll have a tool for, let's chat among, let's chat about all the work we have in all these other systems. Mm -hmm. And so they'll have these, these systems that are all separated, but none of them. And that's the problem is that no one knows where to look for anything. Mm -hmm. And that, that was the whole thing is that we're just pigeonholed in these each different little things. So let's put it together and make a network. So here's the thing, like, you know, you've built a better mousetrap and, uh, you know, you've won this competition. You're going to make your system better, stable. More companies are going to come in and, you know, you have all these good intentions. What happens when, like, some, I don't know, uh angel investor is like, we like what you do and like take all this money and go and do this actually, thing and they want to make you bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, we actually don't plan to take investment at this point. Uh, we are in the process of going through a market test. We've identified about 25 companies that uh, through the competition, the beautiful thing about our infrastructure is that we don't require any additional investment. Right. Uh, we were able to secure invest uh, a, a sponsorship through AWS, uh, Amazon Web Services. Uh, they gave us $10,000 in website. Uh, so we've actually transitioned all of our infrastructure over to Canadian data centers. Uh, so we don't have any infrastructure related costs for the next two years. Nice. So we are right now in the position where we can take on a thousand companies without any additional uh we will need some additional staff and we will deal with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have generously received the support of NRS, uh, National Resource Council, IRAP, uh, to help us with some of our staffing. So we're actually in the position that we do not need someone to dilute our company right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate Oh, here. no, please do. I, I'm like, you know, you have all this. I think, you know, we all these people, like, they're, they're like you. They're brilliant. They have all these great ideas and then someone or some it's company mine, just not getting it <laughs> <laughs> just dump I this. spent my entire life trying to get away from those companies right. the last thing I'm going to be is become one right okay 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 that's good to know <laughs> <laughs> so um you know someone's watching listening how can they reach out like um if they want to sign up or use it uh, right now okay so we are going to do our market test in january we actually took down our website because we did get bombarded on our wait list so i want to be part of the market test by the way i'm just putting my name out there absolutely please do okay so our website will go back up uh december 15th but if anyone wants to reach out we are on 
all the regular socials of Facebook under Enzebra and LinkedIn. Uh, or you can just straight up email me at ashley at enzebra.com. Uh, I'm sure my, so my contact information will be at the bottom of this video somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but please do reach out. We are taking on, uh, we can take on up to 50 in Q1. We we have allocated 30 of those placements right now, but 20 are up for grabs. No, no, it's 31 now. <laughs> okay. Sounds <laughs> 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 Well, um, you know, so what you built, what you built is amazing and you built it yourself. I did. Now that you're growing, how do you, what are the things you consider when you're thinking of the people you bring on your team? Well, actually, right now, the thing I'm considering the most is trying to get people. It is awful trying to get staff right now. I actually, uh, I put out, what I desperately need right now is an executive assistant because I did, I am, until we need to scale further, I want to stay close to technology. And so I do need some help. Um, as we grow people, what we want to think of, we want a team that is unique i do not want to hire i don't want to hire another version of myself oh no i do not <laughs> <laughs> i want to hire different people with different backgrounds because the whole point of how this got to this is because of conversations with a whole bunch of people that weren't like me mm. and i want to keep that momentum going so the biggest thing is we build out our team we want people from different backgrounds different age groups uh just to have people with unique opinions that aren't afraid to speak up uh, that can have a conversation about you know the things that we're doing and be passionate about what we're doing. So mm -hmm. really fit and personality is pretty much the biggest thing that we're looking for as we build out our team. Mm. Uh, so we're, but we are struggling at finding staff actually. That's, so right now you want an executive assistant, is, is there any other roles you're looking uh, to fill? We, we will be looking at uh, hiring for a, a customer, uh, someone to help with uh, client relations uh, with dealing with our customers uh, as we have more I can't deal with everybody all the time mm -hmm. so I need someone to be able to help with that uh, and then we'll be hiring for technology so for infrastructure DevOps and for de PHP developers Ooh. yeah I don't like code you don't like code yeah what do you like about coding well, client, client relations what do I like about code um I don't love code, like to be clear. I mean, code is like a, a means to get something done. Right. I mean, I don't like, you know, I don't like sing songs of like poetry and lines in my head. <laughs> like this isn't like when I'm coding, like like that piano over there, like this isn't like, this isn't how this goes in my head. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, musical. right, right. But it's, um, it's, it's a means to get something done. So look, I would much rather someone else write this than me and mm. I can get back to like drawing on those boards. But right now it's so hard in the marketplace to find resources that are because because of the pandemic and everything going online mm. uh, i mean i've had headhunters try and offer me two hundred ten thousand dollars to take a job somewhere else oh. to, yeah, to but like we are seeing you know you already kind of have this um uh online you know remote work thing our, our workers will be remote right i would like them to be within nova scotia because so i'm kind of modeling a little bit um I had a really wonderful time working with the organization I work for out of the UK. Mm. And they, what they did was they brought everyone together every a couple times a year or, or more often. So I really like the people to be 
here. Um, I'm looking at space. Uh, I actually did a tour of Volta Labs actually yesterday. Uh, so I'm looking at getting some kind of office space here in Halifax so that people can work in the office if they want to, mm -hmm. or work of some level of flexibility from home. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want the ability for us to be able to meet as a team because mm -hmm. you know that that team dynamic is important. But I do I do understand people have lives too, and I want people to be able to be flexible around that. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Okay, I want to end with this though. Um, accessibility is something that has always come up and like, you know, growing up with your grandfather and having to like get this thing every 28 days and all these uh, medical um, challenges you faced. That has made accessibility something that's important to you, right? But like, how do you keep that message going in the things you do? Well, it's literally the core of my company. I'm, I, I, I obviously use a cane, so I'm obviously not going to beat anyone in a race, but the, it's exactly everything I do is by bringing technology to people and that wouldn't already be able to access it, whether it's because of financial limitations or usability limitations, and bringing the benefits of that to everyone at an affordable cost, mm. then I'm bringing that same accessibility, that same message my grandfather said to me uh, 20 odd years ago, and he said, the computers will always be able to do more than you can and level that playing field of people that I can't run across a factory, mm. but a person could that uses a cane own a factory because they could communicate with their entire staff and see what's going on in the production floors. So it would allow people to stay in the roles, do what they want, and even if they are differently abled, it would allow workers to work from home if they're sick. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason I love tech. If I'm having a bad day or if I'm, I work at the hospital when I'm there uh, 14 days a year, I take my computer. And that would allow, that was hard trying to find a job that would allow me to do that. And same thing for if a client was using Zebra and they had a staff person that was, whether it was dealing with a childcare issue, a health issue, anything, mm -hmm. uh, or they have mobility challenges, they could work anywhere, from anywhere, and do anything mm -hmm. in any business. And that's, so the core of accessibility is what Inzebra is. It, it literally is my story in mm -hmm. one box. Wow. It's, you know, it's funny. I don't know if you saw it earlier today, there was a rainbow. I didn't. I was probably sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, my I, mom has my kids. Okay. When the kids are away, I sleep. <laughs> but I'm well, sure it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was. And um, I, I guess that's what comes to mind when I'm thinking of your company now because you've explained the name and the black and white becoming a rainbow. Uh, what you're doing is really, really important. I'm number 31 on that. Awesome. List. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome um, to Team Zebra. And um, I'm really, I appreciate what what you do and uh it's great that you are taking that message and taking it even further so thank you for everything you're thank doing you for having me here and thank you for coming i really appreciate that i really enjoyed being here thank you